fantasy sports, news, analysis, and opinion. This is Key to the Game with Dex Dunford and Colby McKee. Welcome into episode 26 of Key to the Game Fantasy Sports Podcast. It's Wednesday, November the 30th. We're in here on the Wednesday morning, going to give you some NFL talk, some NBA as well. We played some FanDuel last night, and uh, both of us didn't do well. We'll get to that a little bit later on. I'm Colby McKee across the glass. It's Dex Dunford. Dex, how are we doing this Wednesday? Hey, don't speak for me uh, not doing well on FanDuel. But that, that free play contest, we both didn't do well. Did you yeah, do well but I, I don't care about the free play. You're never going to win those anyway. No, that's But true. I did good on my double up. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Nailed it. Well, Absolutely good. nailed it. Now, the tournament, not so good because Nick Young got injured right at the beginning of the game. I saw that, yeah. And put up a fat zero for me. If he had been fine, I'm, I might have been in cash on the tournament, but uh, whatever. I At least I hit my double up, so I came out plus money last night. I bet you're really happy that you made the switch from Kyrie Irving to Chris Paul. Yes, very happy. That was uh, a late play. We that was up. a last minute, like literally, literally we last minute switch. And then, uh, I, I th- did you have uh, Kilpatrick in a lineup? No, I did not. And he's my boy. I oh. use him all the time, and I didn't use him last night. But they went double overtime, right? So Did they? Yeah, I think they went to... Oh, I, I had no idea. I think they went, yeah, double overtime. Okay. And so that's why those guys put up so much points, is because they played t- basically two extra quarters of basketball. Right. So... And that stat line was insane. Yeah. So if you had him, that was in like that was great for you. Um, yeah. No, I was very close in both of the uh, the tournaments that I had in that uh, experienced players excluded one, but uh, no dice there for me. So, uh, but yeah, exactly. We'll get some more basketball talk, and uh, of course, we're gonna give you our I guess is our Wednesday top five. We're gonna remake it now for the next little bit, um, giving you our top quarterback, our top running back. Wide receiver, tight end, and defense heading into week 13. Is that correct? Week 13? I think so. Yeah. Week 13. We're heading down a stretch, guys. We're heading down to playoff time. We're, we're heading at the first day of December's tomorrow. For cool. a lot of leagues, this is your last week before playoffs. Same with ours, exactly. Yeah. So, it's big week. Be, big week. For me, uh, it was funny because I, I pulled off the upset in... Dex and I's league against a pretty uh, formidable opponent. Opponent, excuse me. Uh, but and then we came into work on Monday. I felt really good about. It. I'm like, hey, we can. You know, there's still a few guys ahead of me, obviously. But you know, there's a chance at what I'm thinking. I'm three and nine, four and eight, something along those lines. And Dex, you know, reasonably crushed my dreams. He's like, hey. You got, uh, you know, my brother and my cousin are both ahead of you, and and, uh, points-wise, it just will not add up. Well, I was actually trying, I I didn't mean to crush your dreams, (laughs) because I was trying to be positive about the whole thing. Right. But I think when I was like, well, you know, both of them need to lose, so you better be cheering for me, I think is what I said. I was like, you need need to be cheering for me, because if Jordan Matthews doesn't go off tonight, which he didn't, then I'm going to lose, and then my, my brother is basically cock-blocked you out of the playoffs. And he had Devontae Adams. He had Devontae Adams. So that and was he was beating me even before that game started anyway. True. So, so yeah, you would have had to uh, make up some ground there. That was almost the worst-case scenario for your team like in that situation. Like, Matthews goes to the locker room, and Adams gets two touchdowns. Like, just the worst. Well, and you know what? I had so many bench points, but the guys on my bench, it's like, you know, we always say in season-long, start your studs, right? You start... Right. I started Julio Jones. I started T.Y. Hilton. DeMarco I Murray. sat, yeah, exactly. And I sat guys like Latavius Murray 
and uh, Tyreek Hill and Tyrell Williams, all of them hugely outscored the guys that were in the starting positions. But, I mean, in any reasonable world, are you going to sit Julio Jones for Tyreek Hill? No. no. 100% no. So, I mean, can you, you can't be mad about that. Like, you can be choked that your bench players outscored your starting players, but you can't be mad like, oh, I'd, I made the wrong call, darn. Like, no, it was, it was a no-brainer. You play Julio Jones and you sit Tyreek Hill. But. I guess my only um, complaint from last week was I had Duke Johnson in the flex. Uh, I had the Johnson Crowell, both on my roster, put them both in, and I probably should have started Dontrell Inman because Inman was really good. He played really well. And uh, we might get to him later on in the podcast, but I really like him this week as well. So, uh, Okay, so without further ado, uh, we'll talk some more FanDuel, obviously, later on. Our Wednesday top five. I'll start a quarterback this week, and uh, this matchup, both price-wise on FanDuel and in your season-long league, is looking mighty fine. I'm going with Matt Stafford uh, against New Orleans in the Dome. You'll find, uh, just kind of, you know, without me thinking about it this week, most of my matchups, most of my my top five, is um, is very, you know, location-centric, just like last week. Uh, matchup-wise and, and where games are located were kind of a part of my decisions this week. But I like Stafford, obviously. That game... Drew Brees, we just seen it last week, was fantastic at home in the Dome. It's in the Dome again. Matt Stafford taking his team down to New Orleans. You know, Golden Tate's kind of been up and down. Marvin Jones has really fallen off the face of the earth. But this is, this is a primetime game, and it's a chance for them to, uh, to really make some damage down in New Orleans. Yeah, I was making a list of players doing some matchup research last night, and Matt Stafford definitely came up. And the thing with him was... I love him on the, in that matchup, and, and I'm just not sure about anybody else on that team. It's like I was having trouble making a stack because nobody really jumps out as, like, the guy. No, right? that's true. You're, you're you know, throwing a dart trying to hit which one's going to have the big— You know, somebody's probably going to have a big game, but is it going to be Golden Tate or Eric Ebron or Marvin Jones? Anquan Bolden got a touchdown. Yeah, Bolden is, has outplayed some of them some Very weeks. Very true. So, but I like the quarterback pick for sure. Um, I'm going other side of the field. You mentioned him, Drew Brees. He was huge mm-hmm. last week. He's at home again against one of the worst pass defenses. They're giving up huge fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Um, yeah, I, I would be locking and loading Drew Brees in. I think he's going to be super highly owned in cash games. I might even throw him in some tournaments knowing that he's going to be highly owned and, and try and find some differentiation elsewhere because I think wide receivers this week are a good spot to do that. Not only highly owned, but also highly priced. I just looked this morning. He is highly priced. 9300 yeah. bucks. He's the highest priced quarterback this week on FanDuel. So Brady is not the highest priced. He's actually number three this week. Uh, also behind Matt Ryan in another yep. very nice matchup there for Atlanta against KC in the Dome uh, in Atlanta. So yeah, no, I like that... <laughs> If you got Stafford or Breeze, I've got Stafford in my season long. I like that a lot. You're right. But if you can afford Breeze, I think that's probably the play this week as well. It's uh, And it's projected to be the highest scoring game of the week by by a few points. True. So um, you can. You got to think over you got Vegas. 55, 50, probably 60 points. It's yeah, I mean, question. it's funny to think that it's projected the highest scoring game. And, and if I were a betting man, I'd probably bet the over because I think it's 53. Is, okay. the, is the line? Yeah, they got They can't like t- they can't give a line of sixty. I don't think like most lines, even the high scoring ones we've seen this over th- this past year. Excuse me, is like around that fifty two, fifty three yeah. line. Well, because they wanna they wanna make it 
you know, not a no-brainer so bet. So that people can right? go both sides yeah. of the ledger, yeah. Because if if they make it a no-brainer bet and everybody, like, say they make it 65 and everybody bets under, then the casino or the bookie or whatever just lost a ton of money. So they make it kind of where you sort of, you've, I mean, you, you know, you want to go with the over in this situation, but, you, you know, you could justify the under. Who knows? Maybe they throw some interceptions and don't get anything going, whatever. Oh, I mean, we we projected that early on. Remember the uh, which was that New Orleans and New York Giants? Was there a yes. game earlier in the season we thought, oh man, early in the season we called. I mean, it was also in the Meadowlands, which that was a different you know situation as well, not in the Superdome. But uh, we both predicted huge lineups, and then it was a ten-seven game. Defenses were great; they were all above ten points on Fanus on uh, Fanduel. Excuse me. It yeah. Was, yeah. So. We hope it's a high-scoring game for both of our sakes, but we will see when that game arrives. My running back this week uh, is Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, going up in Oakland. Uh, I really like this, A, because with or without a properly functioning finger, that thumb that he had surgery on last week, Shady looked really good last week against Jacksonville uh, in Buffalo. So that was you know another good game for Shady. And the matchup I really like as well. We've seen what Jonathan Stewart did this past week uh, for Carolina, rushing. I think he did rush for two touchdowns, yep. just short of 100 yards. He did. He was really good on the ground, and that was probably his best game of the year, Jonathan Stewart. So I, I think uh, a talent like McCoy can definitely keep that up, and, and it's going to be the game script as well. It might be uh, in Buffalo's favor and just the location as well. Another, um, It's not in Buffalo, so good, nothing to worry about there. It's in Oakland, nice and sunny, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Nice pick. I'm going with David Johnson. Okay. Um, I mean, that's not a super risky pick. I'm not going out on a limb here or anything, but he's got a very nice matchup this week against um, the Redskins, who have been pretty rough against the run all season long, kind of up and down. Um, and, And you know what? Here's a funny stat. David Johnson has more receiving yards than some top end wide receivers like DeAndre Hopkins would be one of them. So you've got a running back who can put it up on the ground. You've got a running back who's catching more passes, getting more yards than a lot of wide receivers. If you're in a PPR league, he's even more valuable. FanDuel's half PPR, so he's got some extra value there. I'm going to be plugging him in. He's expensive, but this kind of feel like I said, this kind of feels like the week where I want to pay up at quarterback and running back and find some differentiation through cheap wide receivers. So um, that's my strategy. I, I, I like David Johnson for, for my running back. Did you week. know that he's got the dislocated finger right now? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. No, and neither is Coach Arians. He just said that it's all good. But that's surprising. He's got more receiving yards than DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, there, I 613 saw, I've got here on the show. I the, saw uh, something, and they listed like three wide receivers, and I was above. just like, how does he have more than <sighs> all three of these guys? And 921 rushing yards. So yeah. that's nine. Carry the six is over 1,500 yards all purpose this year. How crazy would it be if he got over 1,000 in both categories? That, oh I don't gosh. know if he'll do it in receiving. Because there's like four or five games left yeah, on and, the year. And depending on, you know, if injuries and or where they're sitting in the in the playoff, I don't think they're making the playoffs. They're definitely not making the playoffs. So but they might not play him as much? I'm I'm saying if, if he's sore or something and come last game or two of the season, they might shut him down. But we'll see. That would be a year that the year of all years. like That would be something you talk about like to your grandkids when you're talking about fantasy football. Like you'll talk like, about AP's 2,000-yard yeah. season when he carried Minnesota, and then you'll talk about that if that does happen. David that's insane. Johnson you're right. That's a, good, that's a thousand in both categories. 
Exactly. I was there. <laughs> well, we weren't there, but <laughs> I was there. <laughs> we were. Our minds were there. Uh, just quickly, I know we we pick on San Francisco in terms of their run defense. I think Jordan Howard of the Bears is going to be very highly owned this week, yeah. and his price has actually gone up because of the matchup. He's now the sixth or seventh highest price running back this week. One, two, three, four, five, six highest at seventy four hundred bucks. So I feel like I've kind of gotten burned the last two weeks targeting that San Francisco, San Francisco matchup with Blunt and then Ajayi this past yeah. week. Ajayi did get the touchdown, which did save him a bit. Yeah, but it, I mean, it wasn't a great game for his price. True, but no, I guess I guess then you know he he had a safe whatever he had a safe stat line. Yeah, better than picking somebody and you know throwing a dart, I guess. But still, but I guess you could have gone with like a, a Lamar Miller. Who did he have a touchdown this past week? I want Lamar say. Miller had a terrible game. You okay. should not have gone with Lamar. My bad. <laughs> I, I had him in Maybe the in the hundred ten percent pod tournament. Okay, he put up like a total of three points or something. Oh yeah, and my Melvin Gordon pick that I was really high on didn't uh, didn't quite come to fruition. I did say he was touchdown dependent, and he did not cross the goal line for a score. So that was a little bit a little bit disappointing. But exactly, so good running back so this week, and uh, you know there's a lot of good game scripts that we can look forward to as well. Wide receiver, you talk about you've got Breeze, the most I think the most reliable receiver he's got on his team. Surprisingly, is the rookie uh, Michael Thomas. I really like Michael Thomas. He's showing um, that he's he's more than just touchdown dependent. He's getting the the catches and the targets. And uh, Brandon Cooks put up a goose egg last week. Very disappointing. And I I really like Michael Thomas to uh, to continue this trend. Rashard Matthews unfortunately is on a bye week for Tennessee. So I my boy Matthews, I can't go with him. But definitely Michael Thomas is going to be in, in most of my lineups. I've been using Michael Thomas for the last few weeks just plugging him in nonstop. Oh, he I mean, sent the San Francisco game a few yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. Three three weeks ago. And he's just, he's paid dividends every single week. Yeah. There's so many receiving threats on that team. It's crazy that this rookie keeps coming out as like the top scoring guy. Like Brandon Cooks put up a fat zero this weekend on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be their top wide receiver. but For he's, years he's been, yeah. He looks like he sh- should be in the depth chart behind Sneed, Thomas, Coleman, even looked better than him this weekend. I don't know if he's just getting like double covered and they're taking advantage of that and that's opening it up for Thomas or whatever. I haven't really honestly watched it closely enough to tell why he's not getting those points, but yeah. it just doesn't seem like he's getting the targets and the love from Breeze that Thomas is. So that I agree, Thomas, love him. Um, my guy this weekend is T.Y. Hilton. Okay. He went down with the back injury. Uh, they pulled him out of the second half of that game. He I got think crushed. He did get crunched, but I think, I mean, he did come back and play a few plays, and they probably decided that, you know, they weren't winning the game, so we're going to sit our star wide receiver and make sure that he's healthy for when Andrew Luck is back because Buddy is not getting it done. Is he on the Monday night slate? I don't see him. He is on, on the Monday night slate. Who are they so, playing? Uh, they're playing the Jets. The Jets, okay. So, in Indy or on the road? This one would be on the road. So it's in New York. Okay. Yeah. Slightly, I don't I don't like that matchup, you know, so much. I would rather have it in the Dome, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm not going to worry Jets too defense, much about that. Jets defense, it's really suspect. It's been up and down. They're, they're not great against the pass. They did True. play pretty decently True. against Brady and the Pats this week, though. So Brady was not right, though. No. So He's missing his Gronk. 
and uh, yeah, and I mean, Dion Lewis still looked pretty good from what I could tell, and and I mean, they, the Patriots are the Patriots. They pulled it out late, obviously, and they they got outplayed for forty eight minutes, or I guess forty five minutes, and then they came back in the last little bit. But Brady was not right. I think you're right. I think that's actually a better play if Luck is a hundred percent, which he is. He's practicing all week, so you're right. I like that pick a lot. Uh, another wide, or no, quickly another wide out. I like Dontrell Inman. Um, with Tyrell Williams potentially out, he's he's dealing with some type of injury, uh, and Travis Benjamin's definitely not 100% with that knee. Inman looks like he's going to be getting way more targets now. We talked about that when uh, Keenan Allen went out, that Travis Benjamin was going to get all these looks, which he did in the, the first little bit, uh, but then he, he has definitely declined from his earlier season status. Inman's the guy that could potentially step up, and he got he had a great week last week uh, with very few targets, so, so we'll see how... Uh, his, maybe his increased workload will help his performance as well. So, uh, tight end wise, I, honestly, again, I'm not, I'm not liking a lot of these tight ends this week. I just, I don't. I, none of the matchups really seem enticing to me. If I had to pay up, I mean, you're not really going to pay up for Jordan Reed because you don't know what that shoulder is going to be like. I read he's got maybe 30% mobility in that shoulder right now, which is not good. Yikes. That's yikes. Gronk, we don't know about the back. Uh, he's questionable as well. So if I'm going to pay up for a tight end, I'm probably going to pay up for Kelsey against Atlanta in the, in the, uh, the dome there in Atlanta. Uh, he had great, great stat line. Uh, I think he had 15 targets from, uh, from Alex Smith there against the Broncos. So yeah. really tough defense and actually performed really well uh, against that, uh, that Broncos secondary. So... Uh, I think a much easier opponent for Kelsey. He's been definitely one of the most consistent tight ends uh, we've got in the league so far this year. So for my money, I'd probably going to pay up this week and get Kelsey. Yeah, I think uh, tight end consistency is the name of the game because there's nobody, you're right, nobody jumps out off the page at you and says, you know, you got to throw him in the lineup. If Gronk was healthy, then yeah, maybe, but he's not. And any time that I've put him in when he has been playing, it's been a disappointment this year. And I'm done with Bennett personally. I'm not. Yeah, he, well, and he's got that ankle he's injury, and too. he's yeah. he's just not looking right either. He's not he's not running fast. He, and that was kind of what made him a little different than other tight ends is that he was big, but also really really fast. True. Um, and yeah, like you're right, Jordan Reed. We don't know about his injury. You know, he could come back and ball. He could also come back and just end up being a decoy. He could maybe end up sitting. Who knows? Um, so you're right. I'm going to go down in the salary list, though, and I'm going to go with Eric Ebron. Okay. Who is... You had him last week as well. Yes, and he disappointed me last week, but I love getting hurt over and over again by people <laughs> in my life. So I'm going to go with Eric Ebron. He's one of Matt Stafford's favorite red zone targets. I imagine there will be a lot of red zone opportunities for both teams on either side of the ball this this week. So... Uh, Eric Ebron, I, I like his chances to, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's going to go off and get you like three TDs and, and 10 receptions and absolutely blow away, you know, everybody else. But I, if he gets a touchdown and, and a, a few five receptions. five for 55 game. I yep. feel like that for tight ends, that's probably like your benchmark almost or a four for 60 type of game. Well, and when you consider his price. He's you know he's in the low five thousands. Yeah, think. He's, well he's fifty seven hundred, so okay, he's actually in the 5, higher fives. But uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, so he's he's nice and cheap. You don't need a huge return on him to make him worth it. So the guy right below him, I mean, and that's kind of I wanted to stick away from that Detroit New Orleans game, but I also have down Kobe Fleener. 
Uh, I got again, him on one of my player lists too. Yeah, like. so just at, even cheaper at fifty five hundred bucks. So he's slightly less than yeah. Ebron. Uh, he looked really good as well, and he he's he's been majorly inconsistent. But uh, this is another good matchup for him potentially. Don't know where all the targets are going to go to. Hopefully, it's Michael Thomas as well. Maybe Brandon Cooks. Willie Sneed, obviously, on third down, but I just I was trying to stay away from that Detroit-New Orleans game because there's so many weapons we could pick from. I know, and, but uh, it's juicy. It's so juicy, and then if we do stack with all these Lions and all these Saints, and then they, it becomes a 10-7 game, we look like idiots, and our money goes bye-bye. So definitely an option, though. So uh, tight end, it, it's really difficult this week. I'm not going to lie to you. Defensive-wise, it looks like you got to pay up. There wasn't... That, there's not that safe play this week. Cleveland's on the bye week. Uh, I don't think you want to go Chicago against uh, San Fran or you know vice versa. I'm not really high on that one. But the one I do like is Denver. Denver against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. So another uh, better matchup than playing in Denver weather-wise. Again, I again it just kind of happened that way. But I also just like the matchup. Uh, for Jacksonville, very turnover prone. We talked about Bortles being the garbage man and all that garbage time. But uh, a Denver defense that has, you know, definitely been top five this year. And, and price-wise, they're $5,000 again this week. So uh, you, you might have to pay up. Seattle's up there as well. Washington against Arizona has been kind of one of the picks that uh, I've seen more and more this week as being kind of like that outlier kind of pick, you know. But I'm not really big on the Redskins. I go Denver. I'd probably pay up this week. I'm going with the team that's been consistently allowing among the most, or the least points, sorry, you don't want a defense that's allowing the most, (laughs) allowing the least points um, scored against them, and that's the New England Patriots. You like Patriots D. The only thing I don't like about the Patriots is they don't seem to create a lot of turnovers and sacks. They just quietly play good defense and don't get a lot of points scored against them. I think, yeah, 17 points a game, I heard. I think we heard over the... I heard yeah, on, I think, on the herd, actually, we I were listening to a clip. It. And yeah, 17 points a game for that Patriots D. So that that's the one thing that concerns me, is they don't get those turnovers, and that's what makes you know a decent defense into a good defense, On especially on FanDuel. You need those turnovers and sacks to, to pack up some points, right? right? But they are playing the Rams, not a great offense. They have picked it up over the last couple of weeks, but they also got to play New Orleans last week, and, and you know if you put me in at quarterback, I could probably throw a TD pass against New Orleans. So... Um, yeah, you know, inexperienced quarterback in Jared Goff. This is going to be his third game in the NFL. I think so, yep. Um, Threw his first touchdown pass this past week. Yeah, like I said, against New Orleans, though. So <laughs> That's right. Anybody can do it. Uh, yeah, New England, if they can get to him and, and maybe get a sack, maybe get a fumble. I'm. That's the one thing that concerns me, though, is I don't know if they're going to get those turnovers. They, they definitely won't give up a ton of points, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they're going to get the turnovers that make them from, you know, a, an 8 to 12 point defense into like one of those New York Giants last week, a 20, 22 point defense. That's right. right? We have so, nobody like Cleveland to pick on this week either. Exactly. So got a little bit difficult on defense, but I mean, okay, so the complete opposite of what you just said in terms of um, a very safe defense who doesn't get the turnovers. The Chargers are kind of the opposite. They they do give up a lot of big plays, but they're forcing turnovers. And they've again last week they forced interceptions and sacks and strip fumbles. And they're facing Tampa this week. They're they were my second choice, obviously. But uh, if you want to kind of pay down forty five hundred bucks, they're kind of in that bottom half of the league. And they've been a top ten defense all year. We keep talking about them very consistently with Joey Bosa. Apparently, he's just becoming a monster on that end and forcing so much pressure. He's really seemed to get it. 
And uh, if they can force some turnovers against Jameis Winston and and Tampa, excuse me, Tampa Bay, that could be a nice prize one as well. I think they'll probably be a top ten defense again this week. So that's not a that's not a bad play either if you want to pay down. Yeah, I've been running with them in season long in the last few weeks. Just haven't seen a lot on the waiver wire, and I've been yeah. pretty happy with the points production from them. So right, exactly. Eagles are up there as well. But Eagles, what are the are they playing? Good question. Eagles are playing Cincinnati. They're even lower down. Eagles D is the top five defense this week. I don't like Cincy's offense either, though. So maybe that's another GPP type play. Who knows? Yeah, it might be interesting. I, the thing that just concerns me with the Eagles is that that offense can't seem to get anything going, so the defense ends up staying on the field for so long and it just looks like it wears them down. True. No, that offense, you're definitely sputtering, and they're, in my opinion, they're probably out of the playoff spot after that hot start. Yeah. Even that loss to Green Bay really hurt them. So Yeah. Exactly. So that was our Wednesday top five, as we will coin it now if we do do more Wednesday recordings. Uh, but we'll definitely talk more GPP potentially on Friday. Um, I, you know, most of our most of our picks worked out last week, so we'll we'll try to uh, continue to do that going forward. We've only got yeah, this is the last regular season week of the uh, of the fantasy playoffs for most leagues, like you mentioned earlier, and uh, and then you know we're starting to playoff time, and then. Really, nothing changes in terms of like waivers and stuff and free agents, right? Like no. for most leagues, it just you know continues. I mean, unless your league has some weird non-standard, just setting, like but. stop. I don't know if there's like a gate that just kind of stops player movement or whatever, but that would suck. That would, uh, yeah, because injuries happen, right? Yeah. And look, like Sammy Watkins came back. There's going to be guys potentially coming back here in the late in the season, which you actually kind of have to keep in mind as well. Yeah. Yep. So uh, exactly for me, I'm out of both my leagues completely so all i've got to look forward to is this fan duel and our friends mode that we have with 110 percent podcast um but yeah definitely not looking forward to watching you go to playoff glory and i'm on the sidelines but that's okay too anything can happen though with you yeah i could get bumped out first first yeah maybe round. uh yeah maybe dan knocks you out or your brother maybe a brotherly rivalry for the I third think time I'd, I'd probably actually kill him on Christmas Day if that <laughs> happened. <laughs> no gift for you. Yeah. So, exactly. Uh, anyway, we kind of have to get out of here. We got a little bit of a time crunch. So, uh, we will talk more NFL, sorry, NBA, I guess NFL as well, and some NHL talk coming up on Friday. Uh, we do have Boston Pizza this week. Uh, actually, a really good matchup. I was looking top defense in Minnesota versus the top offense in Dallas. So definitely an interesting matchup. Probably one of the better Thursdays we've had. Uh, last Thursday was pretty good, but this is matchup-wise pretty good Thursday night game at Boston Pizza down on Dunmore Road here in Medicine Hat. If you're in town, come on out. we got four weeks left, four weeks, four games left uh, in the uh, Thursday slate before we uh, crown a winner of the grand prize with Boston Pizza of that recliner couch. Yep, should be dope. Exactly. Come out, have a beer, have some wings. Definitely head to keytothegame.com. We've got the FanDuel offers, as always. Uh, the road to 50 once. I got an email or a notification just last night, I want to say, that there's more road to 50 once. Yeah, on. actually, I just put in my lineups for the Thursday so I thought it Monday. ended on Sunday. Me too. I thought, it was, I thought it was done after 10, but I thought they were only qualifying uh, like 1,000 people, and it was 100 from each one or something. Okay. I, I don't remember, but True. you know what? But there's Whatever. more free entries, and that's more what we've been, we've been finding on on most in pretty much every sport. Basketball, we talked about the free plays all this week. With uh, all you got to do is watch a 15 second movie trailer, and you click for your free entry. So you can do that. Yeah. You, 
follow the link and do that. And now with NFL, we got the Road to 51s going on. Uh, all the banners on our articles, our podcast, keytothegame.com. Thank you for downloading. We appreciate you joining us here today. And uh, we'll talk to you later on this week. Dexy, take us out. Have a great week. Hope to see you at Boston Pizza. If you're playing some FanDuel NBA, best of luck to you. I hope you make a lot of money and make your family very happy this Christmas. Peace. Thanks for downloading this episode of Key to the Game. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and visit keytothegame.com for past episodes and in-depth articles.